Welcome to The Film of Science, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, the cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level where the five dollar tier will grant the ability to request films for future episodes this is the film of science where movies are more than just entertainment they're an experience and welcome back to another episode of the film of science thank you for joining us today very timely episode we're trying to get this one out quick i'm joined today by my chuck e cheese going friend lucy Hello, everyone. We've already established you weren't touching the mouse. Yes. But you went pretty often? Oh, like every weekend. I was a, I was a Chuck E. Cheese goer for sure. You probably have good antibodies. I have great antibodies. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of The Film Steins. We can't thank you enough for giving us some of your time. Think about going over to Patreon and giving us some of your money. Some previous episodes include Gran Turismo, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Nun, The Nun 2, and Saw X. Yeah, go listen to us um, argue. But today, we are coming in hot off the press. Probably our fastest time ever getting an episode out after release. Emma Tammy's Five Nights at Freddy's. How about that? Whoa. I don't really know how to start off this episode because I guess I'll just run out of the gate saying it. Woof. This movie's not good. This movie's boring. This movie has the bare bones of direction, bare bones of story, bare bones of dialogue, but really cool set design. Um, What would you call the animatronics? Are they... Are they part of the set design? I'm not sure. But whatever the animatronics, however you want to describe them in that way, very cool too. I'm very curious if you were falling asleep during this movie. <laughs> How do you feel about this? I was definitely falling asleep during this movie. I was too. I was so bored. It was, and it wasn't too kitty or anything like that, which what yeah. I thought was going to be the problem. Okay. You thought it would be a problem? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was pretty kitty. I don't think so. Like, if this is what you would do for kids, you would do it wrong, too. Um, or maybe it was. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, think there was, I think there was too much focus on Mike's... Trauma. Yeah, his trauma for it to be kitty. And it also wasn't done very well for it to be successful for adults, I guess, if you want to say it like that. Yeah, we don't... It's hard. It's one of these hard things to really dissect in that way is it is it the performances our actors or is it the direction it's hard to say of course we've got Peta, yep. right and he's probably in several other things yeah he's in a lot of things he is yep oh but of course we also have beck again yes. i'm really she's i don't think she's in an awful lot it's kind of funny that we've recently covered two of her films now yeah I think that's kind of funny um, we know Beck's decent at the very least, and I think Peta probably has a little bit more in him that he could get. What's his name? Josh. 
Oh, wait. Hutcherson. Hutcherson. You know, he's always kind of, I think, been in that almost breakout space where he might become a kind of a big name kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, no, nothing stellar out of these guys this time around. Yeah, I think even Abby, I don't know who she's played by, did as decent of a job as these seasoned people. Yeah, so it's it's really gets kind of hard to say if it's Emma or their fault. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I will say, as far as kid actors go, I'm kind of tough on them. She was as good as the others, so that's I feel like that's actually a kind of a compliment. Yep. I think so, too. On some level, yeah. What do you think about this, man? Why wasn't this better? I mean, there were there was no horror elements, even though I guess this is being uh, classified as a horror film, at least on Wiki. And we have nothing there. I mean, sure, somebody gets chomped in half, and they try to do some jump scares, but they don't they don't deliver like they should. I don't know what maybe the uh build up wasn't quite there or the lead to the jump scare wasn't quite there. I could see the try behind the what was it the balloon man jump scares? Yeah. But they were they were kind of forced jump scares because Absolutely. Uh, Mike here was the one getting scared, not us. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it was it 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 just didn't deliver like I thought they they would. It reminded me of the games. I'm not super familiar with the games, but I have always since the takeover on YouTube with the lore, Five Nights at Freddy's lore. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting because there's just so many avenues and so many puzzle pieces that people have kind of put together with this, and it's kind of interesting. Coming from, you know, a super independent, well, at one point, I guess, super independent studio. And it just has this weird fandom that's just kind of always been in my peripheral, some real tangential to the gaming industry and stuff. But the the core of the game, early games at least, are, you know, those jump scares that you see them coming and they prey on that thing chasing you, basically. Yeah. And I know you've played a game or two, right? Yeah. After you've played a game or two, kind of to completion, and then you continue playing them for whatever reason, I think you become immune to the scares. I don't think so. Because I don't think they actually know how to scare you in the game either. I think there's something happening here because we have something similar. They try to scare you in a similar way with at least Foxy, where he runs up on you like three times. I and just like the game. I don't think you can compare it th- to the game, though, because the games, at least the ones I've played, I don't know if they are all VR, but the ones I've played have been VR. So it's... I guess the VR does help. It, it does help <laughs> creep with that creep element. Yeah, so that's true. I guess the non-VR games, I, I've never played those. So that creepy element stays there, no matter how many times I've played it. Okay. But, you know, there's also something about you pushing the button you manipulating the thing you're gonna get got you're not watching you know someone on screen get got so i i I think it's unfair to really compare them but i i do think the games are creepier at least in a vr sense i can't uh speak for for the rest of it but i i feel like the movie just went a little too much on trying to scare you because i mean there there was absolutely no build-up and it would have helped if it was, I don't know, maybe more terror 
more more graphic yeah Yeah. that would help yeah i was surprised at the lack of blood the lack of gore i guess and violence because the games really aren't violent but there's kind of an implied violence in the you know in the instance of you dying right and so in a movie you would imagine there's definitely going to be violence right and there even where when he was getting scratched and stuff it just it looked pretty bad yeah it did it looked it looked like they didn't even try or they've never seen a horror movie where there's real violence or, or, you know, scarier violence, not real violence. Even, you know, when Max gets chomped in half, when, um, what's another really violent part? When that guy presses his hand on the door and there's blood there, even those things aren't super graphic at all, which those should be. Somebody getting chomped in half needs to be super graphic. Yeah, because it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that kind of stuff makes me believe that this is 100% targeted towards small kids between the ages of probably six and nine kind of thing. And I would I would get that if the rest of the film was targeted oh. towards them too. But it wasn't. I'm, I'm kind of... I feel like it still is because they went so light on... The drama <laughs> but they focused on it so hard but they didn't give us anything yeah and they they just they and they lingered on it in such a just pathetic way i don't know to make us to manipulate us into a point of forced interest to have the big reveal i guess yeah the surprise the cop is the daughter of william afton it's like okay did you see it coming? No. Were you even awake to see it coming? My no. mind was not. No. I was like, oh, that's obvious. I didn't see it coming. I knew he was up to something. I didn't quite think that far. Yeah. And to be honest, I can never remember William Afton's name. I've watched all of Matt Pat's theory videos and shit. Probably about five or so hours of theory videos mm-hmm. on just what all the lore means and stuff and how it all adds up. And so, you know, the William Afton gets brought up quite a bit and I can never remember his name, but... So that would that would help to kind of try to connect that Scooby Doo is William Afton, not Sco- Scooby Doo, <laughs> to help that Shaggy is William Afton. Yeah, how'd you feel about Shaggy being our villain here? Stupid. Yeah. I again, I didn't see it coming to that degree. Uh, probably because my brain just was not functioning. Yeah. Obviously. Vanessa was kind of up to something too or hiding something I should say right. that was very clear obviously Shaggy was hiding something mm-hmm. and in addition to my history with Five Nights at Freddy's I know there's you know kind of more than meets the eye but my brain was just not <laughs> firing on any cylinders during this movie this movie yeah. this is probably the most boring movie of the year it was pretty boring i uh, you know i i hate to say the most something of the year because i can't remember them all i don't remember being this bored man even during transformers i mean the little mermaid i was hella bored man i don't i I mean i'd rather watch this than the little mermaid for sure at least we get cool the animatronics animatronics, yeah. yeah they're pretty cool there's nothing cool in the little mermaid yeah 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 all right. I guess the potential there was kind of cool, but that's I guess that wasn't actually in the movie. I can't either. see the potential. <laughs> <laughs> but the potential um, here is cool too. I don't 
understand why we had to retcon the beginning of Five Nights at Freddy's. Why couldn't we just assume everyone knows the lore and then just, you know, we just kind of take a snapshot out of that's the story, the big story that's there. Yeah. Because the people that are going to see this are the people that are familiar. Yeah. So and just take it from there. Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's is creepy. It's weird. And you can make it. I feel like it shouldn't be this hard. And if I remember correctly, I don't think the yellow bunny. I should know this too. There is no yellow bunny in the games. It's a specific Freddy that he gets trapped in. William. Yeah. Afton gets yeah. trapped in a specific Freddy. Yeah, and I don't, I'm, I don't, I, I'm not. Don't ask any questions about the lore, please. Oh, I, <laughs> I wasn't planning to. But I think it's just him doing maintenance kind of goes wrong, and he gets trapped there, and he's for a while, and the suit's keeping him alive, and he's also in like just continued pain for years until someone finds him until like a security guard finds him or something yeah okay i mean see the the lore is not even important in this movie yeah you don't have to know anything about no they set it all up yeah i wonder why why what is is this a different timeline it sounds like you have perfectly awesome material out there dude yes so yeah okay so the potential for this film was definitely missed oh my god and i hate to see scott calthorne Cawthorn, I think he's our creator here. I feel like we should have a little bit more love behind the wheel. And I guess it's also worth saying he's not a screenwriter. Yeah. He's not a storyteller on this kind of level. Not to say it's lesser or greater, but it's different yeah. to get messages across, right? Yeah, for sure. Because in his games, there's a lot of flavor text, everything, you know, lots of documents and you know, little bios of characters that there's not dialogue, there's not cutscenes, there's not, you know, what you can kind of imagine would be a natural translation to more of a cinematic thing like The Last of Us, right? It's none of that. It's all subtext. There may be a little bit of blame to move around on Scott too. It's just Yeah. It sucks, man. Not the movie not just the situation sucks. Yeah. The movie kinda sucks too, but yeah, we were just talking about how we were on the upswing of video game video game movies. Yeah. But this definitely brought it down a bit. Yeah. Because it has similar kind of sensibilities to, I think, Resident Evil. I could see some coolness happening. I could see some people maybe liking this just because of, oh, it's Freddy and Bonnie and Chica and stuff. Did you even know the bunny was named Bonnie? No. The blue bunny? Mm-mm. I guess I only knew Freddy and Foxy though. I I didn't remember. I didn't remember the yellow things, the yellow bird's name. Okay. But, you know, they said Chica, and I was like, "Well, that's a chick. Okay, that sounds like yeah. her." And then Bonnie, I was like, "Who the fuck is Bonnie?" <laughs> I guess that's the bunny. All Bonnie, right. bunny. Sweet. That's funny. Got it. Then Freddy Frazbear. 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 Frazmar fucking brain watching this shit. Yeah, and you say, back to what you were saying earlier about the film, um, I guess I could see it being a little bit kiddy because of the, um, you know, we know the whole time that Vanessa is up to something and that, uh, what's his name? Steve Shaggy, or I guess William, whatever you want to call him, um, he's up to something. And I guess ever since they were in his office and he said he didn't want to say like Mike's last name. 
He's like, Mike, oh. And then he paused and like, what the fuck is going on there? So we know there's there's some foul play going on. Yeah, that should, that should have been a dead giveaway, shouldn't it? If yeah, you're paying attention. Yeah. I was like, why didn't he want to? But I was just, why? You know, and it wasn't answered until the very end, which, you know, I appreciate that. But it's so obvious. So, you know, I, 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 under, I understand maybe the kiddiness to it, how it's a little bit spoon fed to you. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Cause, and then it makes it even extra weird that we focus so much on the trauma and, and the dreams and the repetitiveness of it is just so yeah weird. Like, like oh, can have, we not do this better? We have all these flashbacks and I know they're not, or not flashbacks, his, I guess his dream flashbacks but it feels like a flashback of course it does feel like a flashback and they're the same thing over and over and i know it you know follows one kid and then he follows another kid and it's slightly different but completely unnecessary it's not deep enough in any way whatsoever for this to have any kind of effect it's not even as deep as saul where we just get a little bit more of the story each flashback. Right. A little bit more of the flashback each time it's shown, I should say. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, it's kind of frustrating. Like, give me something. We're not getting anything out of these characters. And then performances are not helping. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, this is killing the mood. Yeah. This is killing the vibe. This is killing the pace of the entire movie. And the movie is kind of long when you're having to sit through this an hour and 40. And I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it at all. I'm, I don't know what to say. Yeah, they. I mean, the you know flashback dream sequences, whatever you want to call them, they don't have like you said the saw, um, you know, bigger picture here or the Easter eggs or the oh I should have caught that moment and they're mainly there to know a his brother got got and then b that these kids are the animatronics and maybe that's another kitty element that you know is supposed to make a kid feel so smart it's like oh my god that little kid had a hook um that, that little kid had bunny ears that little kid had bunny ears exactly that little kid in the front is wearing brown i don't know you know they're the animatronics okay you don't have to chase like three kids for that i know it's kind of the same sequence there for yeah. a, a couple of them it like was, three it was weird it felt like someone's first movie with a lot of money. Yeah. It really does. And I'm not really sure what else Emma has participated in, but... Well, I can't even click her name on Wiki. Well, okay, that's kind of strange. And I, But I did see that Chris Columbus was originally envisioned to tackle this project, which would have been potentially something really special. Yeah. Because he's responsible for, I mean, the Goonies. I don't love the Goonies at all but that's very loved mm-hmm. and then the first two harry potter films which are arguably my favorites but definitely very dreamlike just crazy fleshed out you know films yeah he probably would have asked for too much money maybe he would or he would have demanded too much money maybe that's why they went with emma here well, i mean this seems like a film that it had the potential for you to get Chris Columbus. It had yes. The... It, the potential to make so yes. much money. It's already made so much money already the first weekend. And and that's partially on Peacock. I think this film could have probably been a four to five hundred million banger if it was only in theaters. 
Yep. And I think it's probably going to flatline around 350 with being on Peacock and theaters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is spend that $50 million, you know? Yeah, for sure. And maybe get better talent too. Or maybe just completely revamp the story, you know? I think that would help. I mean, I don't think these actors are. I, yeah, I don't think it's an actor yeah, problem. I don't I'm think with so you. Either. I would like to shout out every YouTube cameo, but to be honest, I can only name one, and it's Matt Pat. He was the guy at the diner. Yeah. That was Matt Pat. Okay. He does a lot of theory videos on pretty much everything you can think of, but I like his game theory videos. That's cool. That's cool that they incorporated um, these YouTubers. I don't know any of them, really. <laughs> I, Boomer. I don't. I don't watch the YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know what the internet is? The what? <laughs> the World Wide Web? <laughs> so there's this guy named Markiplier. His, this is YouTuber, I should say. No one's named Markiplier. But there's this YouTuber named Markiplier. And he's like, I don't know if he got famous off of Five Nights at Freddy's, but he's like one of, if not the Five Nights at Freddy's guy on mm-hmm. YouTube. Originally. I don't know about now. Probably. He's probably, you know, playing other stuff now. But, he, you know, he plays games. He wasn't in the film. And that's because he's working on his own film, which I found out. That's why I'm telling you this right now is because he's working on his own film. You know, another YouTuber working on his own movie. A Five Nights at Freddy movie? No, no, no. Just oh. his own creation. Okay. That's cool. But So that's why I didn't partake in this. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting we're having these YouTubers making their own films. I know. Like uh, the, the Talk, talk to, to Me guys. Yeah, the Talk to Me guys. Well, let's talk about some of the things we did like about this film. Animatronics. Animatronics. Why weren't there more of it? Why did we focus so much on the cupcake? Dude, I love that. I love the cupcake. I like the cupcake, but it was like the main animatronic we focused on. I am, I am fine with You're that. You're fine with that? I it was, was just like... so good. It was so cute. Like yeah. the colors, the colors, they, they got them on point. Yeah, I liked it. I don't remember the cupcake being part of the games. I haven't played most of them. They were on the ones I played. They were? Okay. Or Or it it was. was. Yeah. I just thought it was a little weird that it was like the main killer. I was completely fine with that. I love the cupcake. Okay, good, good, good. I like the cupcake too. Don't get me wrong. I did not like the balloon boy that kept scaring everybody. I was just like, that's... That was kind of dumb. I don't know what that is. That's yeah. obviously in the games, and that's obviously something. Yeah. Some yeah, that's something for sure. I just was not here for that bit. Is that like something you know? Maybe some people can let us know. Is that something that gets people in the games? Maybe. Is that a big scare in the games? A big surprise kind yeah. of thing. Like you. Yeah. I don't know. I did like the um kind of eighties music we had going on and the 80s vibes especially in the beginning and in the beginning i got major uh stranger things vibe but then you know it was they they let us know that this was from the 80s or the i guess freddy's building the you know the place center whatever you fucking call it was from the 80s so then it all kind of clicked and made sense but i did like that that was pretty cool and some of the um, games they had in there, some of the decorations they had in there, really all the set, the set pieces were so cool. Yeah, they absolutely. definitely did a fucking amazing job with that. I also like the um, onboarding slash training video. 
that he had. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's actually a really... That was a really cool part. Yeah. That was a nice touch. I like that. And I guess... I think that's one of the main promotional things they showed, you know, the internet before the movie came out. Oh, okay. And so maybe they knew what they had there. That was definitely very cool. Yeah. I was like, why... What the, I guess that was at the very beginning. I was like, okay, this has the potential up to that point. And then when the cop got involved and Abby came to work and the animatronics were having a good time, I was just like, this is bizarre. <laughs> this is like not in a good way, you know, not in a Twin Peaks way, but this is just, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the onboarding little video is very cool. Yeah. How did you feel about some of the uh, transition scenes? I guess since we covered in Saw last time and uh, you mentioned the transitions in Star Wars, how they're very well known. Now I'm paying a little bit more attention to transitions in movies. And there was, I thought this was a really cool transition here where the cupcake went in to go bite. And at the same time, the glass broke because someone threw something at the glass, which I thought that was cool. I don't know if you noticed any any others that were pretty uh no nothing in particular i guess the only one i noticed was when they zoomed in on the sign and then we were inside the building i was just like that was kind of weird the logo when yeah. they went in yeah the logo's very cool though the, logo the, the sign cool. very cool yes i know that's just a recreation probably of what's in the game but oh, no. I, I love to see you know things brought to real life yeah no doubt yeah people love that shit absolutely there was another transition where um, when he was doing his little cleaning sequence, which was kind of awesome, even though it was very short, it was pretty cool. Um, how fast he cleaned and how good he was at cleaning. But um, there was a sign that was on the floor, so the camera was kind of uh, tilted a little bit. And then when he picked up the sign, the camera moved up with the sign as he picked it up. And that was very neat. I guess, I don't know if my eyes are now picking up things. Or if this is something I don't see very often. But I thought that was cool. No, it must be your eyes picking stuff up. Because this kind of stuff happens all the time. People get cutesy and artsy mm -hmm. with all kinds of shit. And that that's good. I didn't even notice that. That's Why can't we get that kind of fun in the storytelling? Yeah. Because I feel like the cinematography part. The capturing the the, the actions and the dialogue. That's... That's the harder part, I think, <laughs> than writing a sufficient story. And that's the part they fucking nailed. <laughs> yeah. They did a decent at very least. But that's, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I think that's what kept us at least captivated. Yeah. I mean, the animatronics too. I, I love yeah. puppet work. Apparently, I think it was Foxy. Uh, It caught on fire oh during God. filming. And they had to get a new Foxy? Or well, I'm probably, sure they have several? Oh yeah, they probably made a few for yeah. sure, and yeah, that. But yeah, I don't know if they built that in. Like they made that make sense, and the I didn't notice it. I was kind of looking for it, but I didn't really notice it. Foxy's always kind of fucked up looking, That's so true. I, I I can't couldn't really tell. But yeah, that that happened. It's kind of fun though for like the people who are obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's, and they're. It's kind of like a cursed film kind of thing, like how all those people died on the set of the exorcist or something like that oh uh, yeah okay i can't remember if that's true or not but one of those movies poltergeist i think is one of those cursed films mm -hmm. too so there's a bunch of them though i don't know how people can keep working on films that have that kind of stuff going on i would have quit I, I don't care 
I'm so sorry to let everyone down, but I am leaving. I'm not risking this. It's like, you know, it's like playing with Ouija boards. Why would you do that? You know, there's something going on here. Leave. But you're not curious? Hell no. Curiosity killed the cat, my friend. But the cat has nine lives. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe it's on its ninth life. <laughs> you never know. What did I like about this movie? I really can't say much more than the set design, just in general. Even the apartment, pretty fleshed out and cool. I noted. I kept noticing the wooden, like the faux wooden doors or whatever they were. That they weren't those white in how you know in indoor doors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They were that wooden yeah. thing going I get, on. I, I didn't see that, but yeah, I see. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always remind me of like cheaper places, cheaper apartments and everything. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I don't know. I just kept looking at them. I thought those were kind of interesting. An interesting choice to have. I guess it reminded me of cheaper places and this dude is down on his luck. So he uh, it kind of worked on that level. Yeah. But yeah, set design in general was very cool. The you know the security office very cool. Which we could have spent more time in there. Yeah, and I guess that's the game I played. Takes place in mainly the security office. I guess I don't I don't really know how the games work. I just played this one that my brother made me play, and it's uh, the one where you're like fixing them, and then the one where you're in the security office and you gotta look through the cameras, and. That should have been built up more if it's part of a game. I mean, and also especially if they were going to kind of start from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Let's get a little bit more of, I mean, I want to say let's get a little bit more of Mike doing his thing, but he just fucking sleeps the whole time. Yeah. Trying to solve his problems in his dreams because he's obsessed with um, dream theory. That was such a strange, strange angle. That was definitely, that was the worst part of the movie in such a strange choice to completely focus on basically yeah at least for the first two-thirds of the film i definitely agree although i did like the intro scene where he's you know getting frozen yogurt i guess or whatever he's getting ice cream and he sees that kid getting you know getting manhandled by his dad so he thinks he's getting kidnapped yeah he can still be you know, stricken with this trauma, I'm fine with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's I love nice, that scene. That's a nice character. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Definitely, probably top five scenes in the movie. Yeah. And it was his introduction. I feel like there's just a million better ways and a million better examples that they could have looked at to handle this instead of trying to. One thing I didn't get is how did the picture, the new picture she drew influence that what happened awkward. here yeah, it was, was weird that was super awkward an aw- an awkward change of mood i i mean i guess there's these complicated feelings happening within the kids that they kind of i guess has stockholm syndrome situation kind of going on here where they've been held captive for a while i'm not sure when this movie takes place but they've been held captive for i would assume 30 40 years yeah and at one point, Vanessa even says he influences them somehow, like you know William. But she's like, "But I don't know how he just yeah. influences them somehow." I'm like how that's kind of important. Yeah, that we know how these kids are being influenced. Yes, 
Yeah, and then her placing the picture up there reminds them that, oh, yeah, we were kidnapped. <laughs> okay, I think I see what you're going for here. Did you catch that the Freddy that went to go get Abby was a different Freddy? Because it's, his eyeball it's, was missing? Yeah. Huh. I, I saw that his eyeball was missing, but I assumed that I, like, snoozed or just was out of it <laughs> when his eye went missing. Like, what? Yeah, so I was like, okay, must have missed that. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, no, because immediately after, the other Freddy had his eyeball in his ear. I think the ear was fucked up, too. Oh. So I think that was a different Freddy. Which, I mean, there's, I guess there are several Freddies, but there was just, I was just like, what? And when we, when she got back to Freddy Frazbear's, I was just like, okay. I mean, that's fine, but I feel like we need, we need something. You're not yeah. giving me anything with this movie. We need an explanation for that. For any of it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just something, a little more character. Or a little teaser. A little pizzazz, if, if a little gonna, teaser. If you're going to yeah. explain it in the next film which I completely understand. I'm all for that. We need a little teaser. We need something to let us know that you're going to explain it to us. Totally. That should have been what was part of the the post-credit scene. You mean the mid-credit scene? The mid, that, it was a weird <laughs> mid-credit scene, yeah. Because normally you get the little stylized credits and then you get the rolling credits. And then in between the stylized and rolling credits, you get the, the post-credit scene. Yeah. And then occasionally, I guess you get the double post post credit scene kind of thing but it was mid stylized credit scenes because that's all we got we didn't get the proper rolling credit scene like you normally see Mm -hmm. and it was nothing it was stupid it was stupid stupid it was unbelievably stupid i was like i mean i guess it's it's at least consistent with most of the movie but (laughs) this is which that mid credit scene is what made me think that this balloon man is something integral to the game. He must be. And his his scare factor. And if he's not, then wow. Wow. Yeah, they used him three times. Yes. They spent, I don't know, five minutes probably on him in total or something. That's a bit much. Some of the story here is bland and inconsistent or maybe just not enough for it to be inconsistent. We need more. And... I don't know if this was what well, maybe this was an inconsistency, but there was a part where um, I think Vanessa was saying something like, you know, you shouldn't have brought Abby here or, you know, whatever. And he was like, well, I need her to find out for me if these dudes know these kids know what happened to Garrett. And then she was like, well, you should have done it yourself. And he was like, I tried. And I was like, when when did you try to ask these kids? When did you try to contact them? Did I miss that too? In his dreams. Jesus. In his dreams? Yeah. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about? Yeah. That's not trying to contact them. Yeah. That You got to go up to Freddy. <laughs> That's yeah. your dreams, bro. Yeah, the dream thing is weird. It's, oh it's a weird God. focus. Okay. Okay. And they made it. They made such a big deal about it every chance they got that I feel like that is probably also maybe really important to the series that i'm just not aware of yeah i have no no clue no clue whatsoever but yeah i don't know maybe this is an example of a series a game franchise that should not 
have a cinematic kind of adaptation. No, man. You have a lot of source material. There is. You would think something could come of it. Even if you have to rush through some of it, you know? Even that sentence you told me earlier about William Afton and he's not Bunny Man, he's trapped in another Freddy. Like, what you just told me sounds awesome just to do a story on him. And they call it Springboard Freddy, I think. Or they call it Spring Trap Freddy. And the Freddy itself just looks awesome. It's crazy looking. Do that. Yeah, they should have basically recreated. However, to get to that point, get to that point. Maybe we could have had a dramatic look at William Afton. A, A look at him losing his mind because I'm pretty sure he loses one of his daughters to his to an experiment of his to one of the animatronics okay that already sounds awesome i'd watch that i know that's what i thought (laughs) might happen that we were they're trying to merge maybe vanessa is the one he loses no she was a child she was a little kid kid that's what makes it like really fucking crazy like she was like seven or eight and she got eaten by one of these animatronics that sounds great (laughs) I'm pretty sure I might be misremembering, but if not, they need the. Didn't do that. Uh, if even if it's not <laughs> real, because <laughs> Mike's not the character. I think Mike is the name of the security guard from the first movie. I'm pretty sure, but he's not a character. He's you who's experiencing the jump scares. The character, not the only character, but the main character is William Afton. I would have bet everything that we were gonna get some kind of telling of his story. That sounds great. That's that's definitely strange that they took that approach with making Mike us, you know, the, what do you call it? The audience surrogate? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, they took the... Was it to make us feel like we're playing a game? Well, they didn't capture it like that if they did. Yeah. That was the intention because Mike was so, not really fleshed out, but he was given a lot of character and he was given a lot of humanity, I should say, because, you know... In games, when you're handed these characters who are just vessels for you to experience the world in, that's that's a very normal thing in games, and you can't make a movie around that. That's impossible. Yeah. Of course, we get the audience surrogate in movies, but audience surrogates are rarely ever the main character. Yeah. And like the real drama we get out of, see, this is just makes me believe that they really tried to go hard on this is for kids. Because it would have been thematically pretty intense if we focused on William. And that would have, I don't know, maybe maybe that didn't think that would speak to kids at all. And this was kind of a, a compromise, I guess, for the audiences. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he also, he started Freddy's Pizzeria with a partner. And they had different visions. And so they separated. And then he his partner became much bigger with his establishment and William was kind of left behind with his and it just I don't know it's, he became obsessed he became obsessed with his technology because he was inventing he was the inventor of these animatronics and they were much more than animatronics they're robots like they're they can do tasks and stuff you know yeah kind of like what we see here obviously but they I don't know it's just that's but that's like at the same time that's what these kids that's what these people grew up with, you know? The people who like Five Nights at Freddy's. They they know these stories. So it's just like, I don't... Yeah. What is... Who are you targeting this toward? Is this a different timeline? Is that... Are we entering some kind of... I don't know if that's part of Five Nights at Freddy's. 
the some kind of multiverse. Disappointed. Yep. Disappointed. I don't want to say I had high expectations, but I definitely had, you know, mid expectations. But this is uh not very good at all, on almost any level. Yeah, I I did have high expectations. Not that it was an anticipated movie of mine, but it's a very well-known game, and it's a horror game. So, I I don't know. There's there's such a huge fan base, you know, with Five Nights at Freddy's that I thought it was going to deliver, and you know, video game movies were, or are still they're still kind of are on the upswing. You know, we need a few more bad ones to confirm the. The oh shit would happen, but yeah, I I did have higher expectations for this film. Yeah, this felt like this. I know this was in kind of the works for a while, and it felt like it probably should have come out three or four years ago to kind of fit into the the timeline of video game movies because it's not the worst thing ever made by any stretch of the imagination. Yep. Like some video game movies are, Jesus, <laughs> it's basically pick your poison pre. 2019, 20, 2020, whatever happened with Monster Hunter before, you know, that's kind of the cutoff, I yeah. think. And Uncharted's probably the first decent thing to come out of it. Of course, Resident Evil, you know, they, they get they get a pass. So I'll give them a pass for you. Thank you. But it felt like it kind of fits into that in-between space a little, a little more. Yeah. Like, we've got the production thing down, but we don't really know how to convert what's being told in the game to hear. <clears throat> they filmed this movie earlier this year. I thought that was kind of interesting. Through February, March, I think. Really? Yeah, it came out, I guess, you know, nine months later. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. That's not normal. Why? I don't know. It's Maybe because it had been in the works since 2015. Yeah, maybe it was so... super, super pre-produced. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be something to that. They're like, oh, shit. We need to get this out now, ASAP. Yeah, maybe in super smooth production and editing and stuff. Yeah, there might be something to do that. It's also, I guess, like sort of horror. So it's it seems like those do get made a little quicker. Did you get any Saw vibes? Or was that just me because we had recently covered them, recently talked about them? Like, oh shit, that could be a trap for our dude John Kramer. Um, Not in a trap way. Although I could see that. But like the, you know, the anticipate, or I guess the suspense on them trying to get out of the, you know, unscrew the thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, but I think especially in the forced lazy reveal and twist, I think that could have been much more effective if they, if they did talk to the, the Saul guys. And in fact, they probably definitely should have talked to the Saul guys on in every way because... I think Five Nights at Freddy's has that kind of convoluted story that happens where you have these twists and turns and, you know, what you would expect to be very graphic. You're, again, you don't really see a lot of violence in the games, but it's it's implied mega violence. All these kids are dying and stuff in brutal ways. And I don't know if there's a group of folks who can make a more, you know, suitable kind of... <laughs> you know, outlined for a movie than the Saul guys. I would have definitely hired them. But the 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 try at the twist definitely made me think Saul. Like, oh my God. Like 
why don't we just get those guys to make this? Like, this would have been perfect. Just get Kevin Grutner or whatever his name was to do this, too. It was. Uh, I mean, I'm for that. I'm all for that, man. <clears throat> I guess a weird shout out, but the little splash screen of uh, Blumhouse. Oh, yeah. That was cute. That was with, cool. With the different movies, kind of us moving through the different movies. When did that? I don't know. Is, I don't know. It feels like very recent. I don't. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but I think Insidious, the red door is probably Blumhouse. I don't know if that had that. And I don't. I think I would have noticed that and remembered that because I thought that was very cool. Yeah. It was super cool. So, that, yeah. Shout out to that splash screen. <laughs> we were more amazed by that than this film. Yeah. So, good job, guys. They're also, at the same time, Blumhouse is notorious for putting out trashy horror. So, I guess, ah, here you go. It did what it was meant to do. Yeah. I like trashy horror. That's, you know, one group of movies I will always give a chance. So, but yeah, man. Thank you for watching this film with me. Thank you. Even though it was not a great watch, you know, I definitely enjoy the experience with you for sure. We enjoy watching shitty movies together. Yeah. it. You have to watch shitty movies with someone there's just no other way around it it's it's torture without someone there it really is let me hear your budget guess my budget guess 15 million decent guess it says here it was 20 Ooh. so decent guess i might give you a little pass on that one and it's yes. already gone on to make 130 according to the according to the wiki it's already gone on to make 130 million wow uh, and that doesn't include probably more than thursday and friday i would say holy shit this movie's gonna make i think this movie's gonna make a lot of money and i think it was a little bit of a mistake to release on peacock because i i there i think maybe adults who just don't understand the games world might have underestimated the power of five nights at freddy's yes because we probably would have definitely gone to go see it at the movie theater with the nieces yeah and paid all that money. To fall asleep. To fall asleep. <clears throat> so I I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I th- I think this could have been a $500 million movie. Uh, and I think they would have probably kicked themselves not trying to get Chris Columbus more on board. I yeah. wonder what the holdup was there. I don't know what else he's doing, Chris Columbus. But Yeah, maybe he was uh, busy and yeah. would rather do something else. But man, when you get someone who uh, he's made several other mega famous films, I just the Goonies and the early Harry Potter films come to my mind, and mm-hmm. it's just like, damn, they almost had that guy, or they did, and maybe they just didn't pay him enough, or didn't give him enough budget, or something, or I'm not sure, but they're probably gonna be kicking themselves when they break, you know, three fifty now, because I think it's gonna have a hard time pushing past that. Yep. After the first two weeks, I mean, it's. Because of streaming. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be wrong. But I think that streaming thing is... Because Peacock's cheap right now, right? Isn't it? Like, one, like six bucks or something a month. It's one of the I cheaper no ones. Clue. I got a free subscription. So. Well, man, thank you for the this talk today. This is the earliest we've ever gotten an episode out over, you know, for a yeah. recent movie. That's cool, right? That is awesome. Good job to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Filmisteins. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes over on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, 
Spotify, Pandora, pick your poison. But until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Filmsteins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives in the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins, signing off. Woof.